Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, marks and smarks alike, we proudly welcome you to the internet's only wrestling podcast. That's right, we are the only one. We want to welcome you to Pin the Champ! Welcome back to Pin the Champ. I got my pals here, Song and Kyle. Oh, uh, hello, guys. How are y'all? I- Good. I like to imagine somebody's listening to us at night. This is a late night pin the champ. What's good? This is after dark. Going to get a little naughty. That's great, man. I mean, honestly, I do listen to a lot of my podcasts at night. So, like, yeah, uh, yeah. why not? Why not hit them with the yeah. sexy, sultry voices? Yeah. Well, but- I do a lot of my listening in the car when I'm driving. Yeah. Of, of so- your erotic podcasts, or is yes, that just a- that's uh, that's very dangerous uh, driving erotic. <laughs> driving, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, driving erotically. I, I, I have heard you're a, an erotic driver. Uh, <laughs> Instead of erratic, I love it, dude. That was a yes. really good one. Oh god, who it. says comedy's dead? It's alive and well here. Uh, what you guys been up to? I went to Maine. Nice. Oh yeah, I remember you. Did you get any lobster? That. I did. I had a lobster roll and we had some fried clams. Hung out in Newport, Rhode Island. Oh and man, when, uh, there are like these giant, like, and and when I say mansions, like they're manors. They're like mansions like like where the like newport rhode island was like is where like the rich of like the like the rockefellers and that type of shit live and people still live in some of these houses like some of them have been updated like with modern amenities and shit and like rich people still live in them and we toured one of them called the breakers and you know it's beautiful and like the side of me that loves like fancy things and like nice pretty architecture and like all that kind of stuff was like oh this is great this is so cool and then the side of me that's just like i don't know people should be able to you know make enough money to live a decent life was just like maybe we should burn this down brick by brick and just redistribute everything that's in here so it was very <laughs> fun but complicated uh trip or at least that 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 point that uh, no mostly mostly just fun um beautiful beautiful uh country i mean i've heard maine is gorgeous lis- listeners if you have not gotten a chance to go explore this beautiful east coast country that we live in or at least that me jeremiah and song live in i cannot recommend it enough it was it's only like a 12 hour i mean like all the way to maine was only like a 10 or 12 hour drive and we split that up over a week uh portland maine is gorgeous and uh you know you can you can listen to all 20 podcast 20 uh 20 episodes of pin your champ and the champ pin your champ <laughs> pin your champ <laughs> uh you you can pin you can figure out which champ you want to pin uh, yeah because we're the champs and you can pin one of us uh and uh you know you could listen to that the entire way it's gorgeous gorgeous country dude that would be awesome yeah so travel up to maine listen to all 20 episodes of pin your champ no pin the champ and uh we're gonna continue saying it yeah yeah. (laughs) uh so uh and tying this back into wrestling as a matter of fact just to let you know uh you visited the state of uh the home state of scotty tuhati Luke Robinson, Robbie Ellis, Brian Mailhot, which I do not know who that is, even though it looks kind of like Gangrel, but I don't think it is. Uh, Fandango, Tony Atlas, and Tim Sylvia, all from Maine. I also drove by the Titan Towers. Yeah, you texted us when you drove past them. Yeah, 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 I remember that. That That was pretty cool. Holy crap. This is because we stayed in Sanford one night. Oh, nice. And I was like, I wanted to to be like, oh, yes, um, 
the, the did you get a contract? My hotel is under McMahon. Yeah, yeah. Kyle McMahon. <laughs> I would I would be really, really tempted to like try to go to the towers if I was anywhere near it. I don't know. Like if you can just walk in there or whatever and be like, hey, let me talk Dude, to Vince. Just walk yeah. in there and tell them about our podcast if they hire us. Yeah, okay. I'm sure that yeah. It's, it's, I, I mean, I love it. Well, <laughs> you know, the thing is, is like, but that's that's how like Mo got his he just did a rap for Vince McMahon one day. Yeah, and Vince McMahon was like, ha that's how? great. I don't know anything about like if, I feel like we would be like hey we're a podcast and he'd be like I don't know anything about podcasts but I like their spunk yeah exactly and one of them I mean, is as big as a house I, uh, I am actually open to like uh you know like a vision quest to 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 to, to attempt to do this actually if you guys so Titan Towers is weird too because I was like you know with the name Titan Towers you expect it to be like a and and we've all seen images of it. It's just an office building. It's an office building with the mm-hmm. WWE logo on the side of it. Right. Uh, but it's it it's still kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Every time I hear Titan Tower, I think of the Teen Titans instead of WWE. <laughs> that makes sense. It does kind of sound <laughs> the same. Um, well, me, I as you guys uh, last episode we kind of talked about, I was headed out to Helen, Georgia. I went to visit my family in Helen. That was awesome. Uh and uh, I don't know if we if I jinxed us uh, by talking about the killer bees last episode, um, but I'll tell you guys uh, one thing that happened while I was on that Helen trip. It kind of, while it was shitty, was <laughs> kind of a bonding experience and something that we laughed about afterwards. We uh, uh, decided to, while we were there, go on some hikes to see some uh, some some waterfalls. And uh, it was gorgeous. You know, we went, saw a waterfall, said, okay, now we're going to go see the second waterfall. Uh, we're making our way about halfway up this uh, this trail to see the second waterfall. All of a sudden, my sister Jessie starts screaming her her head off. Me and Pooey see like something fly off of her like leg, and Uh-oh. it's <laughs> yeah. And uh, at about the same uh, time, uh, uh, I'm thinking to myself, when we walk past the trail, I noticed a big hole in the ground, and I th- I thought to myself like, what lives in this hole? About that same time, I look down at the hole again, and there's yellow jackets everywhere, and oh, they're coming shit. after us. So we're we're <laughs> so uh, apparently I shouldn't have mentioned Jim Brunzel last episode because we actually did get attacked by a bunch of uh, quote unquote killer bees. Killer like we bees. they ran us like for a mile, and every one of us got tagged at least once. Ouch! Like, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, yellow it sucked at the time. Brutal too. Yeah, they don't die after they. Um, they sting you, man. They don't. They don't what have the, good are the yellow jackets for? They don't provide honey or anything. Nothing. I mean, can't we just kill them? Yeah, I just don't know. Make them go extinct. <laughs> they, uh, I'm sure they serve some function, man. I just, man, I'm telling you, they were, they were on us. We did not see the second waterfall. Let me tell you. Wow. <laughs> anyway, um, how long? But, how long did the? How long did it hurt you for? How long did the sting last? So it it stung for a good hour or two, and then it just itched for days. Okay, it was like really uh, just a brutal pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. everybody got yeah. yelled at least once. Um, all right, so as far as what we're going to be doing today, guys, we're going to talk about some recent pro wrestling news. Uh, we're going to review the Monday Night Raw that took place on April 12th, 1993. And then we're going to have a song spotlight at the end of this whole thing. And today the spotlight is going to be on Extreme Rules. We're going to run down the show and, and do our predictions. Um, and at this time, 
As always, I want to remind our listeners that just like a fine wine, our podcast pairs perfectly with its corresponding episode of Monday Night Raw. So if you haven't already, check out the April 12th, 1993 episode of Monday Night Raw, either before or after you listen to this podcast to get the very most fun out of our show. Uh, we are available to listen to on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, Pandora, Podbean, and Podbean. YouTube. Oh, yeah. Podbean. I just yeah. like seeing Podbean. Podbean is awesome, dude. Um, so what wrestling did you guys watch this week? Don't nobody go first. <laughs> <laughs> Songs like I didn't watch any wrestling, not even this episode of Raw. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely didn't watch Raw this week, but I, I did watch um I watch uh Dynamite and NXT. No, I, I saw the second episode of NXT 2.0, and um I gotta say I I don't know how to feel about these episodes. You know they got this uh Rick Steiner's kid in mm-hmm. the NXT now? Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker, yeah, he's a generic looking uh, kid. What's amazing to me, Braun? What's amazing to me is why they refuse, why WWE refuses recognize. to recognize the fact that he's uh, Steiner's, Rick Steiner's kid. kid, right? Which would definitely make us as wrestling fans more happy and more invested in it. Yeah. Oh well, God, they're teasing. It looks like they're getting ready to push him to the moon, though. They're teasing him with the uh, Tommaso Champa, uh, Champa. Right. Um, they partnered up. They tag. They had a tag team match in the show against um, the big fella. Yeah, yeah big huge. guy. Holland, Rick. Holland, Rick, Rich Holland, Rich Holland. Yeah, yeah, Rich Holland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we were great they, wrestling w- fans. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like. <laughs> I can't remember these guys' names. They're horrible well, names sometimes. Well, the problem 90% is ninety percent of them is, is bad. They, they all sound the same too. I'm I'm big bad men or buff strong guy. I mean, they're all <laughs> bullshit names. I, I had a feeling, you know, I think they named them Braun just so they have another Braun they can bring up. <laughs> Soon they'll give them Braun Strowman's gimmick. who's gonna run down people with the choo-choo train noise. Oh my God, dude. I mean, yeah, well, you know, we're going to get a little deeper into the next uh, T 2.0 thing in just a bit, but I definitely agree that it's a, it's a weird watch. Do you think um, that they didn't go with letting people know that he's a Steiner because they know that the marks who watch an XT point 2.0 will already know that. And they're just saving that to when they bring him to the main roster so that like, so they'll change his think- name again. Or do you think that they think that nobody cares who Rick Steiner is because that's old shit and nobody cares about old shit? I, I think it's more of that because I because from what I've heard, Kyle, um, the whole reason that NXT 2.0 is kind of happening is so that Vince and uh, and you know, um, oh my God, brother Love, what's his name? Um, uh, Pritchard. Um, Pritchard, Bruce Pritchard, Bruce Pritchard yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, Bruce Pritchard and Vince can have kind of a, of uh, of kind of a, a a say in what's going on there, so that you know previously when people from NXT come to the main roster, they may or may not be a totally different character, right? Right. Because it's what right. Vince McMahon is kind of you know, uh, his vision. So you I know mean, that is smart in a sense, like. That way, they're the same character from start yeah, to finish. I, I get that, and I, I kind of, uh, I kind of agree with that. But yeah. at the same time, I don't know. The show feels very artificially manufactured. 
if you watch it live. Mm-hmm. They have the, they even have the crowd chanting 2.0, 2.0, 2.0. Like we just don't know this is uh like we don't know this is NXT 2.0. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Oh, I never and, even noticed them saying 2.0. I thought it was just NXT. But yeah, no, no, the crowd lame. the crowd was chanting instead of chanting NXT. I don't know if they're like telling the crowd to chant 2.0 instead of NXT, but they're chanting 2.0 instead. And I'm thinking, isn't there a uh, tag team? in uh, aew 2.0 2.0 yeah like, why uh, are they rooting for these guys in yeah it's the, it's the dudes <laughs> it's that weird, used to be right? in nxt that's 2.0 there <laughs> that's crazy man it's so it has pritchard and mcmahon hand print all over it yeah definitely so um you've been watching any the cl- black and gold yeah i don't mind the cutting the more colorful um aspects of nxt um i just miss the action <laughs> i miss the, the the kind of the old uh ways of nxt knowing that there won't be any more indie wrestlers there is kind of depressing you know what i mean like it's gonna yeah. be more meatheads well they um, want to go back to the old uh you know they they just find a person they'd like the look of and then they're gonna build them the way they want to build them instead of having like you said the indie wrestler there right which is very vince mcmahon yep kyle what clips have you been watching this week <laughs> I watched the demon return. Oh, uh, yes. the whole! Did you watch the whole episode or the clip? Yeah, no, just the just the the, the Roman Reigns stuff. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. <laughs> no, I'm gotcha. not gonna watch a whole episode of WWE's current product. <laughs> uh, I, but I I am going to watch probably an entire pay per view tonight because it's got back got the return. Of, I yeah. love and. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just I have a thing for Irish performers, but I, I fucking love Finn Balor. I think that the mm. demon gimmick, we we actually, I'm right there with you. I'm very excited to see it return, but I'm very, very apprehensive about the well, ending we'll of that about, match. Yeah, yeah, the ending we'll, of that match. We'll because, get to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, um, but mainly just, like I said, just clips um, of, of the demon kind of seeing that highlight that yeah, we I'm excited to see him back. I will say, I like whoever runs the WWE's YouTube page does a really good job of like recapping it. Clips. Okay. Um, been listening to a lot of. Oh, that's something I've been watching a lot of is uh, the Arn Show. Oh, the Arn Anderson Show. Uh-huh. Oh, that's cool. I've been listening to a lot of that. I love me some like li- listening to how him and Oli and how Arn came up with the, the idea for the Four Horsemen. And like, oh, that's amazing. I need to check that out. Yeah, it's it's really good. And Arn is probably the most humble, like just like I like him, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just a good like he, good old boy. Yeah. Yeah, like I want I want to see more of him as a, a successful person. Like he oh yeah. I just he he deserves all that is good in life because he did such a good job as a performer. <laughs> Definitely, Arn's pretty cool. Uh, did, did you, you see uh, that he was? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, you might. Be I think we're talking the about the same, same thing. thing, right? Did you see him? <laughs> did you see his belly get in the way when he was going around the t- the post at uh, AW Dynamite? Um, no, that that's, clip? that's so, fantastic. So he, so it was during the Malachi Black versus um, Cody Rhodes match, uh, and uh, you know, there's a spot that Arn's trying to get into position for. Um, you can you can see he's trying to go around to the other side so he can be in position for a spot that's about to happen. 
but as he's on the apron and he's taking going around the the turnbuckle or the the, the corner post he's he's trying to maneuver around the post but his belly is just getting in the way and he falls <laughs> straight up falls off of the whole fucking ring they they move the camera they had away to redo from, it they they yeah they move the camera away from him so that we're not seeing what's happening but you can see like the whole audience is like kind of like <laughs> like yeah that was a weird spot yeah they had to redo this they 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 had to redo that spot again like yeah which made us like felt awkward i was gonna say i hate when they do redo spots like yeah Yeah, i'm the same way i think if if you miss that spot just Just do something else go over yeah just you know be creative and do something else it's just it's ruined don't try to redo it again yeah unless it's gonna just seem ultra natural don't you can't set it up twice yeah. All right. Well, well I uh, go ahead. Nobody wants to tack. Well, nobody wants to tackle uh, the uh, first match in Dynamite last week. No, no, no. I'm about to talk about that now. That's what yeah, I was so, going to say. Okay. Yeah. No. So here's you know I you know I, I pretty much keep up on the product. I have not seen the most uh, recent Rampage, which I'm really looking forward to seeing CM Punk and and Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, you know, on that Rampage, it's like a two hour Rampage, and I haven't seen the most recent SmackDown yet, but. I did see the AEW Dynamite that uh, this song is talking about with the classic Brian Danielson versus Omega match. And Kyle, if you have not seen this yet, uh-uh. oh, brother, you don't know I'll what you're to, missing. I'll have to, I'll have to uh, you need to watch that. that. You need to watch that. Um, I do love some Danielson Bryanson. Yeah. So I guess since you haven't seen it yet, uh, have you already heard about the result or no? No. I okay. Well, I just I won't I won't uh, spoil it for you. Uh, but I'll just say the booking was very smart uh, to give the, the crowd a great match and build anticipation uh, for another match down the road. Yeah. Uh, for Man, sure. They had but some brutal spots. The spots too. during this brutal. thing. Oh, the outside, probably one of the best V triggers, like from the, from the entrance ramp. <laughs> to really? The oh yeah, my yeah. God. And then what followed it was just amazing, dude. I, I'm so mad you haven't seen it. I feel like we need to do a watch along of that match. <laughs> uh, I would do that. That's yeah. If we can get the match, I mean, I've got it on my computer right now. Uh, so if we can, if we can figure out a way to pull up a separate watch along, we could post it to our YouTube uh, or our, or our uh, Facebook page or whatever. That'd be awesome yeah. to do a little watch along of just that match to, so that we can see uh, Kyle's uh, firsthand responses. Um, so that's a great idea if we want to do that. All right. Switching gears. We're going to go ahead and roll through some news. I'll go ahead and start us off today uh, per Wrestling Inc. And by the way, it wasn't like a tremendous news week or anything since the last time we recorded. Our recording schedule has been a bit off because of all of our vacationing and stuff, but not a huge, huge news week. Of course, NXT 2.0 being a huge deal, which Kyle will talk about in a little bit. But uh, per Wrestling Inc., CM Punk and Brian Danielson versus Lucha Bros is something that we can look forward to happening in the future. Uh, pretty exciting match, right? Uh, I mean, this has a potential to be a banger. Um, Punk initially proposed the idea while conducting a Twitter Q&A on Friday. Um, when, when Punk was asked to name his top three dream matches in AEW, Punk named a singles bouts against AEW world champion Kenny Omega, as well as uh, Brian Danielson. Uh, and also a mask slash titles versus hair slash beard tag team match featuring him 
and Danielson versus Lucha Bros in Mexico City. Then on Saturday, Kenta also floated the idea of this match happening at a future AAA Triple Mania event. Penta asked his followers on Instagram their opinion on the potential dream bout. Just as a reminder, Punk and Brian did actually team briefly in the WWE during late 2013, feuding with the Wyatt family and the Shield. At Survivor Series 2013, Punk and Brian defeated Eric Rowan and Luke Harper, God bless him, in a tag team match. R.I.P. Um, guys, I mean, uh, first of all, Danielson and Punk versus Lucha Bros in Triple Mania. That talk about something you wouldn't have thought a year ago was even possible. Um, I mean, that's that's just an incredible thought. Yeah, I, mean, I love I mean, the Lucha Bros, man. They're uh, they're awesome. That anything uh, can happen in wrestling, baby. This is true. Can you imagine the, the bang of the match that that will be, dude? There'll be like no rest spots at all. It's just gonna be go go go. I, I was just gonna say, I'm just exhausted thinking about it. <laughs> ah, man, it's gonna be awesome. We have to figure out how to how to uh, if that happens at a triple mania, we're gonna have to figure out how to get it. <laughs> I've actually uh, heard, you know, the uh, podcast that I I um, always talk about going in raw. Um, those guys, their favorite show of the year is triple mania. So it'd be kind of cool to check that out sometime. They say it's just so unpredictable, and anything can happen. I know that the most recent triple mania had like Ric Flair there. Yeah, he was with Andrade. That was yeah. pretty cool. So that's pretty hey, unexpected um, stuff. Yeah. Is Kenny Omega still the Triple uh, A uh, world champ? I want to say yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Let me let me check that out. It's a good question. Yeah, I don't think he's defended it since he defended against Andrade, so I'm not entirely sure. But I don't know the Triple A schedule. I don't either. I'm checking it out now. Uh, current Triple A champions. Yeah. So Kenny Omega is the mega champion so, so if they do that show at punk brian and uh the uh danielson and the uh <laughs> lucha hard. bros yeah they sh probably would have a title defense too for kenny omega we it have to watch that show then can you imagine a triple threat between these guys that's what i was talking with you about uh via text the other day song uh one of the most exciting things about AEW right now to me is can like with the with the talent pool that they have can you imagine some of the triple threats or fatal four ways that they could have right now even though i haven't seen that many of them in AEW yet they mostly don't i can't really think of too many triple threat matches that have happened well you yet. know what AEW needs is factions getting they got some already they got a few yeah, they got the elite or, they got the elite they, they mean they need full on gang warfare they got the elite they got the luch the Lucha, uh, death triangles, death triangle, uh, death triangles, yep. Jurassic <laughs> Express, Jurassic Express, they best I, friends, best friends. So they have some factions. Inner so circle. Where, where is where is inner the inner circle? Los Bariquas and they, uh, uh, DOA. Where are their? Where's their biker gang? I would uh, love that if they do a gang proud and powerful storyline. Man, that'd be awesome. Is proud and powerful kind of like? Would that kind of I'm powerful sounds I, I'm not familiar with them. So when even, I say this, even though know that it's set out of ignorance, it sounds like a white nationalist group. <laughs> <laughs> they're actually uh, the AEW. They're part of the inner circle. Oh, yeah, they're. they're yes, yeah, it's, it's Ortiz they're, and Santana. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
Um, but yeah, neither, so neither one of them uh, a white person, so can't be a white nationalist. <laughs> it's not. It's definitely not. But uh, I can't say that 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 is the best tag team name ever. I, I'm not in love with that name. Kind of reminds me of Power and Glory. I was gonna say it's very Power and Glory. Yeah, they really should just go by Tito and uh, Ortiz and Santana. Yeah, that's, that would a, be fine with me. Yeah. You know. Anyway, we're looking forward to that potential tag team dream match uh song you got some news for us bud yeah man uh according to uh sports kitty kita um mick <laughs> foley <laughs> sport kita uh mick yep. foley made some comments uh about wwe direction and where it's going it hasn't gone well with the company with those in the company um andrew zarian of Matt Men Pro Wrestling Podcast has stated that people in WWE believes that legends like Foley should not disparage the company so publicly. Um, the hardcore legend in a recent video on social media stated that WWE has a problem where superstars are not allowed to express themselves and our watered-down product is given to the fans. Foley made these comments following a huge success of AEW All-Out Pay-Per-View. Another uh, WWE legend, Booker T, agreed with uh, Foley criticism of WWE and thinks that the company could lose out on a huge chunk of the audience to AEW if they don't change things soon. Foley gave example of uh, Cross and Keith Lee, both of whom were called up to the main roster from NXT. Their gimmick got watered down since they moved to the main roster. Um, I mean, there's nothing new. What do you guys think about all this? Well, so first of all, like, I don't feel like it's right. Yeah, he's right, first and foremost. And I don't think it's fair of WWE to be um, pissed off at a legend for giving their opinion. It's not like, I mean, I guess he's got a legend's contract. Who, who, when they say uh, insiders at WWE, do they mean Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon? Like, oh, probably so. Probably just those two. Yeah. And so it just feels like insider Bruce. Richard said he he's very upset when uh, legends give their opinions about the current product. I mean, like, it just feels like that. Like, right. I don't know. Like, it, it, look, you must be screwing up pretty bad for Booker T to break company line. Right. Because he's, t- he's, he's currently on the pre-show world. Yes. Right. He's a huge show. Yeah. He's a huge show for the company. I guess so we'll like, see if he's in trouble or not tonight. When Well, remember whether- like a couple weeks ago, Booker T spoke out against, uh, Adam Cole or other WWE wrestler that left for AEW and he said they shouldn't be talking ill of a WWE. So Kyle (laughs) has a valid point there. He is. He always told the company line, right? Yeah. He's, he's a huge shill. So like, you know, you have problems when, when, I mean, also everyone's favorite wrestling grandpa wrestle claws himself. Like the, the Mick Foley. Yep. Yeah. Like the, the man who is, is, genuinely i think regarded as like one of like the kinder spirits in wrestling mm-hmm. he knows the business right exactly so this is golden advice that they could be taking from him uh and like you said if you got somebody like, like mcfoley and then you got somebody like booker t i guess we'll see tonight if booker t's in trouble whether he's on the pre-show or not for uh, extreme rules <laughs> it, it feels like the Fed has become a place where you cannot dissent, and that means that you are being led by a 
you know, a mad king, so to speak, right. you know, and well, it feels like, like, you know, it's, it's, it can't be a dictatorship. I mean, it's always been a dictatorship. Mm-hmm. It's always been a McMahon dictatorship, but like to a certain extent, when the product is at its best, it was when you were letting your performers have a little bit of leeway and the least, le- the less leeway you give them, the more robotic and formulaic the product's going to be. And when you have people writing the product who are out of touch with what's going on in the current world, getting to that on my news, uh, <laughs> you lose the little bit of of leeway that you have from like making it robotic. Mm-hmm. And you know, specifically, you know, he fully brings up Karrion Cross and Keith Lee, who were perfect examples of exactly what we're talking about. I mean, you you Keith look Lee at a wasted opportunity. Right. I mean, hopefully they can salvage it. It's not too late for either of these guys, but you've got Karrion Cross, who in NXT pre 2.0 NXT, one of the coolest entrances ever. Uh, he's, you know, and, and they bring him to, to, to raw without his, his, uh, his ballet. They bring him without the smoke. He looks just absolutely normal. And then two weeks later, they start putting, stupid looking helmets on him and and you know just really dorking up his whole co- like his whole costume um i know specifically that foley mentioned you know how cool keith lee's presentation was in nxt and then they stripped him of that song that song that everybody really liked that he used to come out to and they watered him down for the main roster and put him in like shorts or something like that his his like his the, just it just seems like the changes that are made from uh, former NXT 1.0 to main roster are just, there's no, there's no connection. There's no, uh, there previously wasn't any talking between the two. Once they, the character hits main roster, all bets are off. You know what I'm saying? Well, it feels like they're trying to fix a problem. That doesn't exist. No, it does exist. I mean, that problem has existed, but it's like if your foot is broken, you don't break your other foot so you don't have to use crutches. Right. And and that's the that's the kind of what we're happening here. It's like instead of fixing the thing that broke your foot, you're breaking another foot so that both products are broken. Yeah, exactly. Like uh every I mean, people by and large loved NXT the way that it was. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, the, the, the issue that people had with NXT or with the, the transition from NXT to the main roster was that they got watered down and then the main mm-hmm. roster didn't use them appropriately. So, so now they're, they're just water them down from the get go. them down at <laughs> NXT. Yeah, water them down so you never really see their full potential. Exactly. That is exactly <laughs> what they're doing. Oh my God. So that brings us to, uh, to something very, uh, very much connected. Uh, yeah. to what we're talking about, which is your news, Kyle. Let's so from Wrestling Inc., uh, WWE has removed all references to the new woke gimmick debuted by Joe Gacy on this week's NXT 2.0. Uh, as noted, the uh, this week's NXT episode saw Gacy come out and cut a promo on the ring being a safe space and how NXT is home to the smallest microaggressions to the biggest grudges. He went on about how he brings a mindset of conflict resolution and doesn't need to use his male privilege to get what he wants. Uh, and he understands that life isn't fair, but he can believe, he believes we can achieve unity and tolerance for all. Uh, he lost to Cameron Grimes, 
which you know cool <laughs> right. great you know that's a great grimes is awesome me. anyway i like grimes uh gacy worked uh the match smiling the entire time and offering his hand uh with a post-match shake then shook his hand and gacy pulled him in for a big old hug and left with all smiles so you know they've removed all uh it, in an update wwe has removed all the uh casey versus grimes from youtube uh plus all the related tweets the video was removed from their uh website library the only remaining sign of it in fact uh, is in this week's nxt photo gallery on the website so you know who knows you know the wwe received some press from this from uh i won't call them news outlets but from fox news and uh, the new york post uh they both you know notoriously conservative uh outlets so what do you guys think uh has has the wwe decided to bury this gimmick already or you know what you know do you think that they're just biding their time because they got some press from it so what do you think i saw that match it was uh it was a pretty the the guy is so robotic so it's kind of weird that they would gacy yeah, or the, it's kind of, yeah, it's odd that they would give him this gimmick because it doesn't seem like it fits the uh, person at all, you mm-hmm. know. But only in the WWE where they take something as being woke mm-hmm. and uh, you know <laughs> makes that make that the heel. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that gimmick might have worked on the main roster. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and that's and hey, you know, if he's gonna be if he's gonna be Mister Woke here in NXT, he'll probably be Mister Woke in, in uh on the main roster, except for the fact that they deleted everything. Well, that's uh, what so. I mean. Like, I feel like I feel like that is one of those things where it's like you you got to know your audience, right? And you uh, got much more of a a liberal, mm-hmm. you know, NXT audience, whereas the the main audience, the main roster audience, is much more, you know middle of the road well, or well, conservative you know right mm-hmm. so it might it might play better in that in that kind of aspect but like on nxt it's just, it's just such a stupid fucking gimmick i have a theory on this actually it's, it, no it's it's grandpa making the things that he doesn't like into new villains mm-hmm. and like it's not- it's just i'm waiting for the antifa super soldier that's gonna be my <laughs> new favorite uh, so heel is maybe like he'll turn into hero. that maybe he'll turn into that uh you know or or, or yeah yeah not like Aphid, we're gonna uh, get black block joe gacy he's you're right exactly black block and that see mm, another way hey wwe if you're listening another way to get me to watch the product yeah so i have a theory on this actually um and it kind of feeds exactly into what you were saying it's a way for wwe to try to villainize something so i don't know if you guys uh, i know that song you mentioned you saw this match yeah. um when Gacy was talking, especially when he said stuff about not needing to use his white privilege and things being no, safe he said, space. He said male privilege. Male privilege. I'm privilege. sorry. Yeah, not white privilege. He said male privilege. That's correct. But uh, but when he did that, if you I don't know if you guys noticed, but the crowd was cheering. So probably what happened was they wanted Gacy to be a villain. Right. And that was their intention. But since Gacy went out there and they were cheering all of those things that were, that were meant to be the most villainous parts of his speech, they were like, nope, this goes no McMahon further. McMahon and Gorilla just being like, why is he nope. getting over? Why is he getting over? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe there's some backlash about it. But, uh, but you know, as far as this, this gimmick goes, I, 
I thought it was, it didn't feel right. I, I agree with song. It didn't feel natural. The performer, I don't feel like he felt comfortable doing it. Yeah. Um, it didn't, he wasn't buying into what they were giving them. So right. how are we supposed to buy into it? Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and like you mentioned, like uh, this is just a time to kind of further go on about NXT 2.0 in general. It is completely bizarre so far to me. Like, uh, You've got this smattering of people like Tommaso Ciampa and Pete Dunne and, you know, the, the guys from NXT 1.0, uh, if you will. Uh, but then you've got just almost in every aspect, they like, you know, they've thrown in these meatheads into Diamond Mine. They've thrown, they're like just adding different uh, people to, uh, to the mix. Like, well, it's I like actually, they, I like, I like the Creed brothers though. I, I like how they just beat up everybody. So I kind of like what they're doing with the diamond mine right now. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't mind that per se. I mean, it's fine if they're going to add, um, you know, some, some people to the diamond mine, because it makes sense. The whole concept of the diamond mine is this is a mine where we're going to find uh, wrestlers and turn them into diamonds, you know? So we, right, we right. could expect to see like some new faces here and there on, uh on uh in the diamond mine and things like that but but they did it in other places as well they like well, paired... this is the failed scott hall gimmick of the diamond stud <laughs> the diamond mine yeah there you go uh but but i think you know it's just what we're gonna see is you you know you see the pairing of tomaso chomp with braun breakers kind of a tag team slash uh eventual feud um but it's just this this spot where where we were used to seeing like all these banger matches for two hours on NXT. Now we're seeing these weird matches where it's like a triple threat with two uh, seasoned veterans and a completely green guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of what we're gonna see for a while. I think is it's it's gonna be just a really weird weird place. Um, but I kind of I want to hold you to. Uh, what you said on a previous episode, Kyle, you said, if it's as fucked up as it is, you're going to start watching this product. Yeah. I was going to say, if they continue to ruin it, it sounds better. It, the, the more and more they continue to ruin the product, the better and better it sounds to me. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I, I really do think that they were just like, we can't like, we keep ruining these, these, these performers before they get to the, we, we can't, we, you know, we always ruin them when they come to the main roster. We, we need to cut out the middleman and ruin them before they get there. <laughs> right. And, and, and I really just feel like that's what they're doing. They've just it's lost. Like they're dampening our expectations ahead of time. Yeah. They're just like, don't expect too much. Yeah, exactly. They're just like, well, and, and that's, I mean, that makes sense. Right. Because for the last, what, five years, you've had the more than five years for the last, like, you know, 10 years, probably you've had the NXT product producing mm -hmm higher quality matches than the main roster and the main roster and that's a problem you won't be outdone yeah. anymore <laughs> yeah. i mean they had uh, no, nxt takeover is, always over did so much better than the pay-per-view that they the main roster was running that same weekend so do you, you guys know? think they'll even have takeovers now oh shit i didn't even think about that <laughs> i mean like, yes they will but they won't be the same no that definitely won't be the same it's a uh, takeover 2.0 and they're gonna they're the war games is, they're gonna bring back Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Come on, dude. All and... right, here we go. <laughs> With the professor's left hand predictions. <laughs> Goldberg. Yeah. Um, 
They, I think it was last episode you, you predicted the New Day will debut on NXT. Well, hey. Uh, I, I still think that's going to happen. The, I still think know, that they have no idea what to do. The draft is about to happen. The draft is coming up quick. So we'll see how that goes. Um, all right. That's the news. Like I said, just a couple things to go over. We appreciate the news, guys. Um, news worth knowing. So uh, you know what time it is. Every episode we... We, we toast to something we you got to have things to toast to in life you got to have things to look forward to and so today this episode is no different and and this episode is a little celebratory uh celebratory is that am i saying that right celebratory there are no celebrities on the show today who's celibate yes you uh not me who isn't yeah who isn't <laughs> yeah who isn't uh but today uh we will be toasting to uh, this our 20th episode on the air so i want to congratulate kyle and song on 20 episodes oh, yes. um and i will be finishing off the three the three crosses whiskey as a shot to celebrate our 20th Excellent. episode and uh let's take this shot guys now what are y'all drinking on i'm drinking a uh, quad shot white mocha from starbucks sweet so four four shots of espresso nice I just got sparkling water. Oh, geez, man. You, I guess I'm the only hardcore guy today. Yeah. I'm, Cheers. I have Cheers. to go to the gun range later. So <laughs> I only oh, yeah, shoot before the, before the show. Uh, right. Uh, Kyle was bringing on uh, on air Glock. Uh, <laughs> I still got it. It's only off camera. I mean, it's it's right. reachable is all I need <laughs> you to know. Uh, I, uh, I, yeah. I digress, though. Um, uh, I want to make a special announcement. Um, and we can come back to your Glock if you want. I don't want to. I'm not trying to. Uh, Welcome to Glock. I'm not, I'm not trying to bury bury your Glock. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, to celebrate our 20th episode, I, I want to go ahead and make a special announcement that next week it won't release next week because, you know, we're on a fucked up release schedule. Uh, we're always way behind. Like the news is always way behind. But. Hey guys, at least you're getting our opinions about old news. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> We're just like, <laughs> yeah. We, but but this uh, just in. This just uh, in. Chris Jericho gets mad at at uh, fucking uh, Brock Lesnar for hard weighing uh, Randy Orton and tries to fight him backstage. You guys hear about this? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Jericho's leaving the WWE. You hear about this? Uh, but anyway, guys. Uh, to celebrate our 20th episode, I'd like to announce a, a special uh, uh, episode that we'll be recording next week. We're going to review WrestleMania 8. We've already reviewed WrestleMania 9, WrestleMania 7. So let's not leave out WrestleMania 8. Um, and uh, we're really excited. We're going to be having on an uh, ex-coworker of mine, a, a friend of mine, uh, Jermaine uh, and also Javon, uh, they have their own wrestling podcast on Facebook called Wrestling Talks and Thoughts. And we are excited to have them on with us next week to talk about WrestleMania 8. If you've never heard these guys before, please check them out on Facebook. Again, that's Wrestling Talks and Thoughts. Um, and we cannot wait to review WrestleMania with these guys. So looking forward to that recording next week. I'm not going to lie. The first time I heard when you like the first time you mentioned the, their podcast, like I think was the the time that you were on there, mm -hmm. and I thought for like a good probably month and a half that the name of their podcast was uh, Thoughts 
like T H O T S. Oh, hell yeah. Talking about thoughts and wrestling, baby. Now you're talking my opinion. Wrestling man. talks and thoughts. T H O T S. That would be hilarious, dude. That, I think they should be... at least do a special episode. Yeah, talks and thoughts. Oh, yeah. God. You're going to have to remember to tell them about that yeah. next week. Um, mm-hmm. I'm super fucking stoked. I think it'll be great to have some some new new perspectives mm-hmm. on, on things and uh these guys are awesome so it'll be it'll be fun to have them on. yeah and absolutely yeah, great me, me and Jermaine and i wouldn't been... be the minority anymore that's true that's true Get some man. color on this podcast there you go yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah actually uh, me and Jermaine have been talking to, we had uh, a long time ago before this podcast even started I've been talking about trying to get something together. So I'm, I'm really excited to finally, uh, you know, uh, be able to collaborate with, uh, with these guys. Uh, so can't wait for next week. Uh, without further ado, guys, let's go ahead and put some petrol in the time machine. And we're going to blast backwards to 1993 for the April 12th episode of Monday Night Raw. This show starts off with Money Incorporated in the back with the Beverly Brothers. Um, Ted DiBiase is paying off the Beverly brothers for Intel because the Beverly's fought the Steiner brothers last week and money incorporated wants to know the Steiner's weaknesses. Um, So the Beverly brothers, they tell money incorporated about the Steiner brothers. They need to take out their legs. Um, Guys. I really love this bit of continuity. Um, I love the fact that they, that they kind of fed back into this and we know that it's going somewhere. We'll talk about that as the, as the episode progresses, but I just love the way this started out kind of with legs. You know what I'm saying? There was a great bit where uh, towards the end, right before the yeah, um, was the Beverly's were like, Oh, and that their finishing move. You good. Then they're Frankenstein. And yeah. He's like, and the, the Frankensteiner and the guys are like, oh man, yeah, you've got to watch out for the Frankensteiner. Once you're in the Frankensteiner, it's over. And IRS just goes, well, yeah, how do you avoid it? And then it comes <laughs> 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 and and so and song. I just really appreciated IRS asking the real fucking questions. How do you avoid the, the finisher? <laughs> how are you going to avoid that? <laughs> Don't let his legs around your head, IRS. Right? Yeah. yeah. Don't let him uh, throw you Scott, to the rope. Not Scott Steiner, Scotty Steiner. Scotty. Uh, so song, I was excited for you when I saw this, cause this brings us one step closer to the money Inc versus Steiner match. You've been saying you're excited to have, right? Yeah. You're like, I, sure, sure. I said sure. that. When, when did I say that? It was a couple episodes ago. You said you were looking forward to it. Maybe you were insincere. <laughs> Go to the tape. Go to the tape. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, it, it should be a good match. I, I like both tag teams. So. Absolutely. I love, like, I don't, I don't ever recall being excited for a Money Inc. match. <laughs> no, I love Money Inc., dude. They're one of my favorite tag team ever. I love Money Inc. It's just an odd pairing that a rich guy's friend with an IRS agent, though, because well, that would never happen in real you keep life. Your, you keep your friends close and your enemies closer. <laughs> yeah, everybody's got a price for the million dollar man, including the IRS. Right. Um, so after the uh, little show intro, uh, we go to our uh, announcers and we hear Vince say that we are in Poughkeepsie, New York this week for the show. Savage and Bartlett are right there with him. Uh, Bartlett's vest and shirt or whatever it was, man. I want to go ahead and point out the uh, attire of Rob Bartlett in this show. The Horrific. roving reporter, roving oh Rob Bartlett. Oh my God. He had like a yeah. vest on that was one pattern and like a shirt was shirt all that was like a totally pattern. different pattern. Yeah. It was 
horrible 90s wear, man. Um, of course, they run down the show and we get our first match, which is one half of Money Inc. versus one half of the Steiners. We get IRS with Ted DiBiase versus Scott Steiner with Rick Steiner um, to open the show. So this match starts off with a slow pace feeling out kind of process, um, but was eventually won by Scott Steiner when Ted DiBiase broke up a pinning attempt after Scott hit IRS with some sort of suplex. Um, I mean, what'd you guys think of the match, man? Pretty, pretty slow paced match. Didn't really, you know, gain too much. I liked it. You liked it? I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was a good example of like, you know, kind of an old school wrestling match. You had, mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, uh, IRS, who was in the varsity club with Rick Steiner. Uh, and so you have like every person in that match, including the two side guys, are le- legitimate hard men, legitimate grapplers, guys mm. who are like real deal shooters. And so, you know, you had there, if you look, there were like some. The drop toe holds, the reverses. Mm. There were some yeah. like, good real deal graphs in there. This is my kind of match. There's psychology, uh, you know, like there's 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 ref inter, you know, there's interference. There's I just there's didn't like the ref. DQ ending. You didn't like the DQ it's the, ending. It's the time of, I mean, that's the the product, We're building right, a story, dude. right? We're building a story, I guess. You know, yeah, no, no, I know, I I agree. I thought the DQ ending was bad, but what they're I also don't understand why they're building to the Beverly's and the Money Inc. versus heel each other. versus heel. Yeah, it's kind of um, weird. To they, they, at one point, they they announced they're like, "Oh, the Beverly's got what they wished—a non-title tag match." Uh, and they, you know, and I was just like, <laughs> "Who wants that?" They? Yeah, I was like, "Who in their right mind? Why would you want a non-title <laughs> match? You're both heel teams. Why would you want that? Why yeah. would that be the thing you want?" But I I really like this match. I enjoyed that both. Uh, Ted DiBiase and uh, Rick Steiner came uh, dressed as man as like ring as uh, like when they came as they I weren't guess, in ring attire. The, yeah. No, they attire. were in ring yeah. attire. They came to work yeah. like like they both had their single like uh, Rick had his singlet on and Scott had his uh, or uh, um, fucking uh, Ted had his his little trunks. Yeah, he on. still had his tuxedo on, I guess, mm. but he had trunks on. It was yeah, yeah. He ripped it so off that, later. I mean, he, that means he, if you're wearing your boots and your trunks, you're ready to wrestle. Uh, and so, well, IRS didn't. That. He's uh, he came in with his uh, like also, business. Bartlett had a funny joke. Suit. Why does he have the suspenders and the belt? <laughs> I was like, yeah, Bartlett. This is very true. Um, I'm really glad you mentioned that, Kyle, because I literally wrote down here a point that I was going to make later was I was reminded of Steiner Brothers versus Varsity Club in WCW. Yeah, you know, because this happened before. I mean, and that's why they had the good chemistry. And I'll agree with you, Kyle. The match was good until the DQ, and it served a purpose. But of course, it just didn't. It didn't go as far as we know that they could have gone. Is what I'm saying. I guess it, um, this was a very JCP match for the WWE. Is what I guess what I'm saying. This is like not a type of. This is a, a, an out of place match for the federation mm-hmm. in terms of like this felt face like heel. A, this well, this felt like it, and then with the heel heel uh, dynamic towards the end, this felt like heel, a very heel. Jim Crockett Productions uh, mm-hmm. type of match for me. So I, of course, I liked it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, after the match, Steiners did try to hit their finisher on DiBiase, but the Beverly's actually came out to save Money Incorporated. 
Um, they begin to double team Scott Steiner, but Scott ducks a clothesline from the Beverly's while DiBiase is holding Scott. So the Beverly's, of course, clothesline DiBiase instead. This causes the Beverly's and Money Inc. to get into it in a rare heel versus heel moment, which was what we were just talking about. Um, yeah, so, and we'll get into that more throughout the episode. Uh, yeah, this whole episode is kind of the the storyline progression is really about this budding rivalry between two heel teams. Um, we, uh, did I miss the Beverly's becoming a hard team? Because I could have sworn, and like this is, I could have sworn that their gimmick was like, oh, aren't they, aren't they soft boys? Like they're brothers that kiss each other on the lips. Like they're, yeah, they're, they're supposed like, to be like pretty boys that, uh, yeah, like, you know, like they're, vaguely, they're long blonde hair. And, yeah. Right. Like, like, yeah. like they're, they're supposed, I thought they were supposed to be sissies. Like, yeah. But they hit hard. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like they, they, like I was like, oh shit, man. This is like, well, it's kind of reminiscent of like the genius. You know what I'm like, the genius Lanny well, Papa, where he's like well, hard hitter. He, wasn't he but, a manager of the, the Beverly's? You have a point. I think he actually did end up yeah, managing so that's him what I mean. Point. That's what I mean. When did they become like, because like IRS and I mean, they're the tag team champions. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it feels like uh, if you had like, like too cool all of a sudden versus uh, the outsiders. And too mm. cool. We're considered. We're like, hanging. Was, yeah. was, was, exactly. It's just like, what? What's going on here? Like, aren't you a joke tag team? Well, you aren't know, you kind of lower mid card joke tag team. If I remember correctly, this is this is not new Beverly Brothers, right? They've been in the in the Fed for a little bit at this point. So you know how WWF kind of has a tendency to start off a team or start off any gimmick, sticking to the gimmick, yeah. but then as time yeah. goes on you know, we, they'll kind of shy away from the gimmick or they'll add layers or they'll change the character. So I kind of maybe associated with that sort of thing. Maybe some time has passed and they've, they've, you know, maybe the, maybe the tag team roster is not that thick at this point. Well, I mean, cause I feel like this is before it's not, they, it's not that thick. Yeah. So, so, so maybe, it. maybe there's a little bit of that going on as well. They're recognizable. We don't have uh, men on a mission yet. Yeah, there you go. Or uh, LOD even, right? Or- yeah, we don't. We haven't been saved by Mo. Right there, you go. <laughs> um, during this match, of course, you know I like to look up, you know the the guys that are uh, in the episode and see what's going on with them. Um, so from Wrestling Inc. Within this month, Scott Steiner took place in Jerry Lawler's event, Jerry Lawler's wrestling reunion in a losing effort. Uh, so yeah, recently Scott did step back in the ring for the first time since he collapsed after that impact show a few years Damn. back. So I have a question for you guys. Uh, kayfabe wise, why did Erwin R. Scheister insist on wearing a tie in the ring uh, while it was always used against him, even in this match? He well, always has to look professional. This is job. You have to dress for work. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I, 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 I didn't, I didn't realize that we worked. In, in the slop factory where we get to to just make slop all day. No, he's a businessman. He wears a business tie. Yeah, there you go. he collects taxes. You have to wear a tie if you collect. Um, also, do you think that this is like his both shoot and and work like attire? Uh, no, his favorite <laughs> time of year. Like, do you think that as as a performer, uh, he's like this is like the fifteenth, like the early month of a- like the early weeks of April. He's like this. 
is my time to shine. <laughs> this Tax is, season. Yeah, that's all well, because it's like, you know, it's gimmick. And it's just like, yeah, this is like if your gimmick was like the Christmas creature. You, you're you really fucking excited for December. During, all yeah, around. yeah. Yeah. So, ah, man, they could have done so much. I like they could have get them like a new tie. You know, I feel like like modern age IRS would would have like a, a few more uh, like layers to his character. Like he would have I feel like, like modern day IRS would be perhaps a face because I mean, it depends. It depends who I mean, if he reappears in 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 uh, the Fed, that's, that that's going to be Bray Wyatt's new gimmick. Um, <laughs> but if he if he premieres in AEW, then like because like AEW is like the lib woke. Like uh, the you know one, so he he. Why isn't like, Joe Gacy over there then? Because uh, because <laughs> because they're actually woke and not. Well, just I was gonna woke. say I think that's what he's trying to make fun of. The like I think it's him and Bruce Pritchard was sitting by the pool in Stanford, Connecticut, because that's how they write their their ideas, mm-hmm. and they were just like in the AEW fans, a bunch of bullshit. Aren't they dumb? <laughs> Aren't they stupid? Like those woke little soy boys, we'll make fun of them. Uh, and it, I don't know. I would say, but I would say that if IRS were uh, premiered in, in AEW, he would be a face because it's like going after billionaires and shit. There you go. All right. So next we get Tatanka versus Von Cruz. Yeah. Um, Tatanka, uh, he gets all his shit in on Von Cruz during this match, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Doink the Clown comes out and distracts Tatanka during the match by spraying the crowd with a trick umbrella. Uh, this allows Von Cruz to get some chops in, uh, but Tatanka does reverse this with uh, even more vicious chops. Um, one of the things that I loved about this match was at one point when Tatanka started doing his hulking out, but like Native American hulking out, you know, like right. where he's doing yeah. his like dancing. Did you guys notice? He's skipping around the ring. Von Cruz was also skipping. Did you? Yeah, see he that? was. Yeah, yeah he yep. started making fun of him. He started making fun of him and hit yeah. him in the back. I felt like it was like unintentional. I thought it was. Yeah, I, I, felt, I thought, I thought it was unintentional too. I thought he was just like, oh shit, oh, what do shit. I do? Let me just this walk guy's around. dancing, so yeah. I need to do the same thing. <laughs> So uh, a little bit of history on our friend Skull Von Crush. Didn't we do this before though? Didn't we see? Wasn't he already? We've on? seen him before. Yeah, yeah we've, we've seen him before. Vito. We've already mentioned yeah. that he's uh, Vito Lagrasso. Yep, absolutely. Okay, yeah. big Vito. So yeah. full bloody a- Italian. Uh, Jeremiah, you were saying? Oh yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. Only thing that I haven't mentioned, of course, is that Tatanka. Uh. Unsurprisingly, won. He hits Von Cruz with a Samoan drop. I forget what it was called. Uh, when Tatanka did it, I feel I like Von. They didn't Rush give it a name, like did they? I don't remember his offense very well. Like I feel like, like there was a point. Oh, that's one thing I wanted to mention too, uh, real quick about the the. Uh, there was one thing about the the, the Steiner brother, uh, the Scotty Steiner match that bothered me. Oh, what's uh, that? When IRS went to the top rope mm-hmm. uh, and uh, hit Steiner's foot. He literally was playing. There's no move that he was doing. He just jumped off the rope to jump into the foot. Uh, oh, that happens all the time. That's a that's I a that, that's a that's that. a definite pet peeve of mine. It's mm-hmm. like if if he hadn't have put his foot up, all that would happen was Is he, he would have jumped off like the this. top rope and jumped and landed. Yeah, like I, no, I completely what, agree. That, what that move? Was, 
what move were you pulling off? Took me out of that. That bothered the shit out of me. It happens to this day, Kyle. I've seen it on on like the last episode of Monday Night Raw. I think I hate even, it too, though. Even some of the better wrestlers do that. You know, it's kind of weird. But I did. I did definitely feel like uh, Skull Von Crush was. Um, I don't know. It felt like he was kind of no selling some of Tatanka's moves. If you look back, mm. like the the. It felt like the, the some of their shots were a little bit more stiff. Stiff. It felt like they were throwing some potatoes there. I don't know. Maybe they didn't like each other. I I, I wonder if we can get uh, either of these guys on the podcast sure, to talk I'm about. I'm sure the match. we could get we could reach out to Skull Crush. <laughs> um, so I was actually looking up to Tonka, and he's been posting for the last couple of days about his son Jeremiah Chavis uh, being in what I think is a collegiate wrestling tournament. So congratulations. Uh, Chris yeah. Chavis and Jeremiah Chavis. Yeah, if you look it up, you Jeremiah, he's been you tweeting about Jeremiah it. comes up to that. Oh, that'd be <laughs> that would be sweet if he did that for real. I would, I would like. I mean, he he is. I mean, the the Tatanka is a Lundy mm-hmm. or Lumbee. Yep. So in theory, his son would be part Lumbee. So I absolutely, I, I would say he'd be fine to do it. Mm-hmm. I, and and as the person who gets to make these those decisions, decisions yeah, uh, you, you've got you've got yeah, Kyle's per, Jeremiah Chavis. You've got Kyle's permission yep. <laughs> to use to use your dad's uh, entrance war cry. Yeah, so yeah, I like that better war cry. <laughs> uh, so next up, we get Sean Mooney uh, with a WrestleMania report. I forgot that they do this even after the pay per views so often. Um, but it, it's be, it's because Sean's letting us know about the encore show. Uh, They're really trying to sell you that encore show, man. Yeah. That's you, like two weeks in a row. They say, "Hey, you guys, you guys gonna get it?" Again. Yeah, you guys gonna, the buy gonna buy the encore? <laughs> you gonna buy the encore? Uh, no, I got Sean, the network. So the points that Sean's making are kind of just he's outlining the show without giving it everything away. Um, he uh, he lets us know that Jack Tony has ruled that Hogan will remain the WWF champion. That he's you know. Jack Tony has ruled that it's cool. Uh, Hogan gets to keep the belt. And then he reviews, mm -hmm, he reviews the other highlights of mania trying to get us to purchase the replay. Uh, I've already ordered my Sean Mooney, or I'm sorry, my Jack Tony action figure that we talked about on the last episode. Not really, but, uh, (laughs) but uh, next up, Rob Bartlett interviews Luna Vachon, which is amazing. This was probably one of my favorite parts of the night. Best. A great interview, man. Yeah. So, I'm going to run through uh, the gist of all this for you and then get you guys insight. So uh, first of all, she deserves props just for reading her lines in that raspy ass voice uh, without coughing because it's something I couldn't do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I also want to point out, uh, and if you didn't notice it the first time, I urge you, my co-host or our listeners, to go look at this uh, interview uh, to me, there are times when Luna Vachon legitimately looks like Rick Moranis in drag. Uh, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> if you don't believe me, go back and look at it. It's something you will not be able to unsee. Um, uh, but anyway, running down the actual content, she says that the only thing that's strong about Sensational Sherry is her breath. Um, uh, Bartlett announces Sherry is here. And she <laughs> I heard breast. Oh dear. yeah, baby! Because wow. they are fucking powerful. <laughs> that Big makes titties. more sense. Damn it! Holy shit, man! <laughs> oh wow! 
so uh, at that time, after uh, Luna talks a little bit, uh, Bartlett announces Sherry is there and Sherry comes out to the ring. Uh, Sherry calls Luna half-bred. Um, Luna convinces me even more at this point that there was a huge misstep never pairing her with the Ultimate Warrior because her promo sounded just like an Ultimate Warrior promo. Uh, she says, I am the ultimate female in the ring. She even said the word ultimate. Um, I'll wipe you up like a fine Picasso. Uh, Sherry <laughs> ends up kicking the shit out of Luna right in the, right in the breast. Great the breast. kick, man. That uh, was a fucking great kick. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, Sherry takes the time to rip Rob Bartlett's vest off, which is amazing. <laughs> um, Sherry and Luna's brawl is really cool, man. They, they really go at it. It's like top-notch brawl. They, uh, they give each other wedgies uh, out into the crowd. <laughs> did, um, you know, did you notice that? Like she's yeah, at one point, I, so she's like, this I think is the precursor to the Braun Pandings match. It must be. I actually did be, think that yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, how much like, of this, this is pretty cool? Was work and how much was shoot? I wonder because, like, you think there was legitimate heat? The day, le- yeah. No, I don't know if it was legitimate heat, but I wonder if Luna and fucking Cherry were just like, "Hey, let's go let's fucking go. give them a show, baby." Because, no, like, I definitely think that's the case because those ladies were rough, man. Those ladies. Well, not only that, like, I mean, it looked yeah, like a few sh- times Sherry was like popping out, and oh yeah, and, and like I, I don't know, like they, I mean, like Macho had to give her his hat, his I hat, mean, yeah, absolutely. Like, like, <laughs> and and multiple times Vince was like, "If you could pan up, please." Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you notice Sergeant Slaughter come out and carry Luna back to the back? That was Sergeant Slaughter that yeah, carried it was. Back. I saw yeah. that early, early Commissioner Slaughter stuff. Yep. Um, uh, also, so- uh, I thought it was very like. I mean, this is very. I mean, this is this is the kid era. This is new gen. So yeah. red thong. Yeah. Huge, huge raciness. Yeah. And then Sherry's. Voluptuous chest, right? Uh, wow, wow, wow! Can you wow. imagine us as is uh, small children viewing this? You know, like Dude. The yeah. Uh, oh my God! This is <laughs> I, this was where this is where I became a man, probably because of Sherry Martell. Because uh, Jesus, my guys, and I uh, mean, and, and not not to, I mean, like that's what she was doing. Like so, like that was the part. Like she wanted to show this off. So I'm not being like a yeah a, a sicko. Yeah, no, maybe a little bit, but like he is uh, a little. You are a little too excited about this, as usual. When we talk I, about I have said Sherry Martell is like one of my wrestling crushes, man. She was. I know, <laughs> I know, dude. I I always am excited when she's on because we get to talk to you about Sherry, and you you get twice as invested in the show. Does she <laughs> does she wrestle, or she's always been just a valet man? She, she wrestles. She wrestles. She wrestles. She wrestles. Yeah. Medusa. Yeah, I was gonna say that mm-hmm. suplex on the outside was. Oh, a, she's a great. Pretty good looking yeah. suplex, oh, yeah. man. Sure, yeah, has been vertical suplex. Okay. 80s. And what's really cool about this is that you know I, I don't know if it was a last minute call that they did such a good job before the break, but when they come back from break, you know Sherry's talking to to I think Bartlett still, and Luna Luna. Oh, talking to Macho. That's right, because that's the point. Because Bartlett ran away. Got, Bartlett yeah, Bartlett away. had run away, and uh, that's the point that he's covering. He, that Savage is given his hat to cover Sherry's chest, and then Luna comes out and runs through the ring and grabs Sherry through the ring ropes, starts attacking her again. This leads to another little brawl, and Sherry finally says that she's going to take on Luna at any time. Um, I thought this was great. This is probably like one of the highlights of the night, just because they 
they gave it their all, man. Like these girls were, uh, were really brawling. So I loved it. Yeah. Same. Right. Yep. Next up, we get Papa Shango versus Scott Taylor slash Scotty Tuhati. Um, even though Fink calls him Skip this time, I think. Um, Papa Shango dominates Skip during this match. You, uh, I know that, you know, we talk about it a lot, me and Song. Uh, and I think you too, Kyle, big Papa Shango fans, right? We all love, we're all, I yeah. love, we're a, we're a, I love the worker, man. Papa he, Shango. He can plays every character yeah, really. Charles, well. every, every character Charles Wright plays. I, yeah. I, comma Mustafa, comma the ultimate fighting machine, yeah. Papa Shango, all of them. And to all me, like, great. this was Godfather. proof of it. Cause he, 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 he looked ultra crisp during this match. I feel yeah. like he delivered all of his moves with like oomph. Like I love the fact that he did the one-handed body slam, like everything yeah. he did. One-handed body slam was awesome. Yeah. And, dude, I, and I love give it. it to, give it to Scotty too hotty. He sold the shit out of like, these moves, man. Like mm-hmm. he, he looked like Papa Shango beat the shit out of him. And that's yeah. what you want. You want that kind of, you know, zhuzh. Yeah. He pins Taylor with little to no effort. Uh, during this match, Rob Bartlett comes back out. He looks uh, <laughs> so he rough. Looks the sh- yeah. I, I couldn't figure out whether uh, some of the scars and scratches were real or whether it was all makeup or whatever. No, it was all makeup. Yeah, you think it was all makeup? Okay, gotcha. Although yeah, I, I will say, man, Macho Man slapped the, the shit, shit out of Bartlett. Out of Bartlett. <laughs> like, like, that's that wrestling. And, and Vince even said, oh, that's the wrestling and hospitality for you there, pal. Yeah. Uh, but like, like, I I'm gonna say this. Yeah. I'm gonna be called a hypocrite because I love. This is like part of like the toxic culture of what like the old school wrestling. I love because I love like the the mentality of keeping it real and and like I love like you know a little bit of stiff work. But here's a hypocritical moment for me. Okay. There's no place in wrestling. For people being treated like that if you know what i mean like like i don't think bartlett signed up to get slapped in the face <laughs> like that oh and, dude but this is prime time horrible shit and wrestling going on like well, that's what wrestlers saying, just like, doing whatever the f they want the i mean yeah I'm, and here's something we haven't mentioned on this episode like the backlash from the plane uh plane ride to hell episode of of uh of uh a dark, dark side, side of the, the ring. ring and this kind of speaks to that this is prime era of wrestlers literally doing whatever the fuck they want without any repercussion this is the 80s pre-internet 80s yeah, i'm no, sorry absolutely. this is the 90s but you know still pre-internet really but uh but yeah bartlett didn't sign up for that but you know savage got his shit. he was like here's my opportunity <laughs> yeah well and, and like like i don't know that kind of, like that kind of bugged me because like it because like Bartlett is like slapping him off, like it looks like Bartlett doesn't want to be slapped. Yeah, and like there's no way know. to treat Sawyer's like, dad. Yeah, Sawyer's <laughs> dad doesn't deserve to be manhandled like that. What if Sawyer had seen it? Yes, and he probably has since, and he's yeah. probably in therapy. That's where he lost all his respect for his dad. Yeah, that's why they hadn't spoken in years. That's why it's he refers crazy to crazy how far we've come from uh, hating Rob Bartlett to the point where Kyle's defending him now. I'm a bra Bartlett Mark at this point. That's uh, crazy. Like, like when I mean, we first started person, this whole uh, podcast, we just dis- well, I still despise him, but you, <laughs> we all despised him. But now, yeah. like every love hate relationship, like, every you guys un- are always defending feel, him for something. It's a love hate. He's the underdog. I it's a hate like. hate. Yeah, I like. Is I he the like underdog? 
Yeah, like he 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 brings something to the product that's not needed. He's an outsider. <laughs> yeah. uh, he doesn't know the product. Yeah. No, he still doesn't know the product. No. Oh, he did make a joke about Friar Ferguson. Uh, yep. Asking, uh, asking, does he? Uh, how did he travel to Poughkeepsie? Uh, and, I, and he said, "Did he take a plane?" And Vince was like, "I, I don't, I don't know why." Because he, he'd be a frequent friar. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. That's funny. Um, well, that's a perfect segue. Let's let's go to our main event. Uh, I am always a fan of a good debut, guys. I even even if it's a terrible one like this, I'm always a fan of a good debut. So let's run down Friar Ferguson versus Chris Duffy. Um, uh, first of all, uh, I want to point out here. Um, even when I was a kid, uh, when Friar Ferguson came to the WWF, WWF, um, I, I knew from back in the day, you know, it was all about wrestling magazines. It wasn't the internet. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I remember seeing like Norman the lunatic in, uh, in all the wrestling magazines and Norman lunatic, uh, really gave off that whole cactus Jack, Abdullah, the butcher underground maniac vibe. And so I was really excited to hear he was signing with WWF until you saw the gimmick. We saw this gimmick. <laughs> yeah, because Norman the Lunatic seemed really cool. And if they had saddled him with a similar gimmick in WWF, I could have seen him uh -huh. being a being a Cactus Jack type. Um, he but, also became Bastion Booger. Well, Mike Shaw right. is just a I mean, he he was I mean, he played what Bastion Booger, Fire Ferguson, yeah. Norman the Lunatic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, uh trucker norm yeah uh, makan singh klondike mike a bunch of others yeah i mean like, yeah. he yeah. he was a you know a a uh a worker a traveler he was mm -hmm. a uh a a a, 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 a journeyman you know he yeah. was a classic journeyman wrestler he looks so cool oh. When he's playing Friar Ferguson, is he supposed to play like a pervy Friar? Because he keeps on looking underneath his robe. Yeah, I feel like that was a decision that he made halfway through the match and just went with it. He's like, this is never going to last. Right. Yeah, obviously the gimmick's terrible. So we'll run down the gimmick real quick. Before the match, he shows a paper tablet around his neck with the word monk on it. So I guess he's referencing Vow of Silence, right? Um, also before the match, he drinks what we assume is water from a old school bladder, like a water. Bladder. I thought we were supposed to assume that it's wine. That makes sense. That makes yeah, more sense. Even though he's a, drunk monk. he's a monk. He's a, yeah. yeah. Like, like he's supposed to be like Friar Tuck. Yeah. I so you read this was like, it is Friar Tuck. Like, oh, I've seen, I've seen the, the Robin Hood, Robin movie, Hood movies. Right. He was a drunk monk with a uh -huh. stick. Right. That'll be. Yeah. Yep, he's barefoot. He's uh, basically got a brown robe uh, tied on with a plain rope. Um, his character's not very fleshed out. Is he a is he a heel? Is he a face? One right. one one moment he's doing silly dance moves like a face, but then he heals it up by pulling Duffy up after a two count. Uh, he puts Duffy underneath his robe and rubs him around like he's like he's got like like Duff wondering. like Duffy's head is his balls. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I was weird. wondering about that myself. I was like. Choose a lane. You yeah. Fucking, like, you're better than this, Mike. Like, I really do feel like they would just, like, go out there and be a monk. And and he was just like, like, I don't, I don't know, know what the what fuck a monk means. does. Yeah, what yeah, does that yeah. Mean? What does a monk do? Yeah. So it's funny that he thought that's what a monk does. 
Um, I mean, he's not wrong. That's what a lot of fucking monks do. No, that's he's Catholic priests. Yeah, and well, Catholic priests are basically monks. right. So, uh, oh, oh he, boy, he, look, he's not wrong. He just, uh, he's just not necessary for the character. <laughs> Friar Ferguson finally wins the match by pulling up his robe and sitting on his opponent's shoulder and face, which is also very nasty really? and sexual. Yeah. Uh, dude, yeah. So, but either way, still. Very cringeworthy, but I loved watching it. So that that was also a highlight for me. Any debut is usually a highlight for me. I used to love debuts as a kid. Like any of these characters, I was like, yeah, some new fucking <laughs> oh look, it's the berserker. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just shit like that. Uh so <laughs> anyway, uh end of the show, Money Incorporated is interviewed. Um uh, last thing, uh, Vince announces the Beverly Brothers versus Money Incorporated for next week. And the show actually closes out with the Beverly Brothers attacking Money Incorporated to kind of, uh, 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 you know, motivate next week's episode. So, uh, again, uh, we spoke about it a little bit before, but we have this whole ma- this whole episode kind of uh, being a vehicle to the strange heel versus heel uh, mini feud that we're going to get on Raw for the next week or two, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, That brings us to the end of our episode. Um, As usual, we had fun watching the episode with our audience. Um, I do want to ask you guys overall, what was your thoughts on this show? I would say like a a B. (laughs) So uh, apparently we're finding out week over week that Kyle, the professor's grading system is definitely that of a professor. (laughs) <laughs> he's given us solid B shows, uh, B minus shows for the last couple they've of weeks. They've been uh, like they've been pretty solid. Like like yeah. Okay, let, let's let's look at it. Let's break it down. Yeah. I like the Beverly Brothers match, so that's I'm gonna I, give that okay. like that's a plus. I give it a, a neutral there. Like um, yeah. What yeah. was next? Uh, yeah. The match with Big yeah. Vito. Uh yeah yeah. No, that yeah. was a that was fine. I, neutral, not a negative. Uh, yeah, L- Lunaval Sean and uh, Cherry uh-huh. was the highlight. Highlight for me. That was highlight. the highlight. Yeah. Highlight yep. of the fucking night. Um, Anytime I can see Papa Shango is cool. I was gonna say that was okay. an overall plus for me, and then minus Fire. with this Fire Ferguson. Minus. I did. Yeah, no, it's so bad. It's not, great for me, man. Like that nah, to me is. It was. It was not. It was awful. It was not enough bad to be good, and not oh, enough good to be bad. I. That's where. Much, you know, good to be bad. That's where I disagree with my co-host. That is the second. That's like the co-highlight <laughs> uh, for me. So then you would give this an A. You would give this this A an A. No, I agree with you. It's a B show. I agree with you. It's not an A show. It's like a B show. If we're going, if we're going to give it like a grade. Uh, but I will say of the things that happened on this show, my highlights were a, um, Sherry and Luna for sure. You know, just fun. Like that was a fun time. It was super fun. And then Friar Ferguson, because I'm a mark for debuts and, um, it, it just, you know, I, you know, after the first time I watched Friar Ferguson versus Chris Duffy, you can bet I never saw it again until the, until today. When I, when I watched this episode. <laughs> right. So it was cool. It's refreshing. It's like, oh, wow. It's just nostalgic for me, no matter how right. terrible it is. So right. fair for enough. me, that's fair the enough. second. That. Yeah, that. yeah, that's the second. That's um, fair enough. I would give it a, uh, I say 6.5. 
Oh my God. So we're, <laughs> so we're just going to, each one of us we're is making up our own, own grading scale. scale. How many thumbs would you give it? How many, how yeah. many, how many thumbs up would you give it? No, no. How no. many stars? How so many I'll stars? do grades. <laughs> so I'll do out of 10 and you'll do a star system. <laughs> <laughs> so if i if today i have to do a star system i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it three stars okay, and out of out stars. of five right out of, three five? out of five yeah okay yeah i'm gonna give it three stars yeah okay so all over the place with this system this. We, that's <laughs> hilarious this is this is a this is a new thing this is now i love this this is awesome <laughs> we all yeah have man grading <laughs> i love it uh sometimes the best oh, ideas man. happen on air right yeah man um, all right, but we had a blast watching network. it. Uh, next up, uh, we're gonna go uh, kick it over to Song. He's gonna talk to us during yeah, his song spotlight. Song spotlight. We just happen to be recording this episode on a uh, pay per view day, so we'll see. We'll give you guys our prediction on Extreme Rules 2021. Anything could happen because Kyle said he might actually watch this whole thing tonight. Yeah, we're taking there's, there's it to good, the I mean, extreme. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know. He's right second now. guessing it now. He's like, no, there's too many matches to there's watch. So it. many gonna... ma guys. Look, this is I'm not that count, many I'm, matches. I'm, I'm going to count. I'm going to count them. Six. One, two, three, four, five, six. He was not here during the beginning of the podcast when you said there were six <laughs> matches. Six matches. All right. All right. All right. Okay. All right. That's not as many. I'm looking. I'm looking. So that's not that I'm many. Is showing. Um, this might be one of those pay per views where you can uh, just like just gonna fly by get to bed on time oh yeah i think it's gonna be <laughs> shorter than four hours for sure oh yeah there's no way they can stretch well you know what i wouldn't mind seeing oh this pay-per-view would only six matches go four hours i mean they gotta Wait, be quality Jinder matches is returned? oh yeah gender's definitely returned yeah gender's been feuding with uh drew mcintyre see what you yeah. miss for you see what you miss on a weekly basis buddy <sighs> yeah I'm we just sorry, need I Heath slayer to come back that'd be awesome yeah they have three men <laughs> Hey, three, 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 three man, man, baby. Oh, Heath Slater needs to win the world title so that you yeah. can say every member has won a world championship. I mean, that then they'll have fantastic. to be up there with the best faction That's, ever, right? Well, them and New Day because only one of them has. Well, won New the Day world still title. need, yeah, New yeah. Day still need Xavier. Woods. I guarantee you, Xavier is going to win the world title. What do you think? He's yes. got to. He's got to. You've got to have him win it. I think it would be. Fucking sweet! Now that this is a, a, a thought I've never had before, what if Xavier wins Money in the Bank, and he—that's how he he gets his uh and he cash his, on Big E? No, no, no. Oh, I'm just saying okay. down the road, yeah. That not on Big sick. E. I, I never want to see them fight each other, but uh, but I think that'd be sweet if he if if Xavier wins the Money in the Bank. Anyway, I'm you're yeah. supposed to be doing your thing, man. <laughs> nah, all good. I love it when we go off on a tangent. It's always oh, fun. Yes. Um, yeah, we're not a very serious show, guys. So, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, so uh, the first match, I don't know if, if this is the match order or not, but we got no, yeah. uh, Carmella versus Liv Morgan. Um, mm -hmm. Feels like recently WWE been trying to push Liv Morgan a bit. Mm -hmm, and yeah. I think it's well-deserved. She seems to be a really good worker. Um, but... Who do you think is going to win this one, Jeremiah? Yeah, I mean, for the re, I mean, this is a match that unfortunately I'm not that invested in because of the fact that, you know, honestly, aside from the the top uh, female superstars that they've kind of been lackluster with the women's revolution <laughs> lately, yeah. to be honest with you. 
But uh, but I'll go with Liv Morgan here for the reason that you said. She's getting a push right now. And I think a win over Carmella, a former uh, champion herself, would be a, a, yeah. a good spot for Liv to be in. I, I would agree. Huh? I, think, I think Carmella is the, you know, the women's mid-card doormat kind of. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to say. Stepping like, stone. Like diving board. Yeah, there you go. Where, you know, she propels you up to the up, upper card for your title shot. And then mm-hmm. whether or not you win is up to you. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Liv Morgan as well. I think that's the the safe. I mean, otherwise, what's the point in pushing her if you're not gonna right. let her win? There you go. Well, I'm gonna say Liv, or also just because the last episode of SmackDown, um, they had Carmella get involved with uh Liv versus uh Thea Trinidad. What the heck is her SmackDown name? Oh, uh, uh, Zelina Vega. Zelina Vega. Vega. Yeah. yeah, and it cost Morgan the match, so I think she'll get her revenge in this pay per view. So. So that's three for Liv. Sweet. Uh, Clean sweep. All right. I'm going to write this down so we remember all this. <laughs> Sounds good, man. You can hold it against us. I will. Trust me. Hey, we I'm, gotta... great at, I'm really great at holding grudges. So, Hey, I think that once like the new year hits, maybe we should do like a year of predictions and like do something like with we'll it. See like where, where, we where we're at right. or maybe like do a, a reward or get a belt or something or, you know, something cool. All right. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Another match on the card is we got the uh, SmackDown tag team title on the line. Street Profit versus the Uso. We know the uh, Usos is a part of the bloodline. Um, Yeah. Big Cuz might not be happy if they lose the title. So Mm, this is true. Kyle, who do you got winning this one? I have got the Usos retaining. Okay. Any particular reason why? Um, because I like the Usos. <laughs> Good enough for me, Damn Jeremiah. So I'm going to agree with Kyle here. I, I got to go with the Usos as well. Um, and the reason is just what you said, Song. They they don't want to piss off Big Cuz. So um, right now, I think that the bloodline needs to stay looking strong. And uh, I just don't see the profits. I don't see any reason for the profits to win right now. I don't see it benefiting the product at all so uh i'm gonna get go with the usos here okay what about so you buddy again uh uso down the board i oh, agree sweet i think it's not the time to take the title off of them they need to keep the bloodline strong at this point mm-hmm. i think we're just a matter of time before naomi joined the bloodline and she goes for the woman title that's would, what i'm hoping for oh, no, i would nah. absolutely love to see naomi that would be and, and then they can all have titles that would that be, would be a, like a hell of a faction like a new yeah. horseman hell yeah hell i would yeah. like that i would like that a lot that would be sweet i think that's a great idea hire song yeah hire me please <laughs> i want to quit my job <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh we also have a triple threat match for the uh, WWE uh, United States title. Um, Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus versus uh, Damian Priest. Um, it's kind of weird to see Jeff Hardy in the uh, United States title picture considering they've been jobbing the hell out of him lately. <laughs> um, but here we are. Uh, Jeremiah, who do you got for this match? Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and say that I really love what they're doing with Damian Priest right now. I don't think that 
they need to be stunning his momentum at all. Um, so I'm going to say that Damian Priest uh, retains here. Um, probably going to continue the feud. Well, I don't know, man. I kind of hope Damian Priest honestly moves on from Sheamus after this. Um, and it kind of continues on with the U.S. title and defends it for a while. So I'm going to go with Damian Priest retaining the U.S. title in this match. Kyle, what say you? I am going to say this is where they make a mistake with their booking. Um, and they give the belt to Jeff Hardy. Um, I agree with Jeremiah on what they should do. Mm. Uh, otherwise, why have two veterans in a match with, I mean, obviously, Damon Priest is you know, not a newcomer, but no, somebody that they're trying to push. Formerly Punishment Martinez. Yeah, like have having, you know, like, but he, he is new compared to Seamus and Jeff Hart. Mm -hmm. sure. And so what's the point in having two guys who are, you know, solid upper mid carters on there, if not to push him further? That being said, you know, uh, Hardy beat Sheamus uh, to, to earn the spot into the match. Mm -hmm. And I think they're going to ride that heat and give it to Hardy. Look at you. You said you didn't watch current wrestling and you knew Hardy beat Sheamus to earn that spot. He's like, I just looked it up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I've been watching some clips. Yeah, some clips here and there. And so uh, we have to also consider during this, does the draft play a role? Uh, could they be taking belts or changing belts around to prepare people to move? You just never know. Maybe. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Um, I feel like they're just throwing Hardy into this triple threat match to give this feud a little different feel. I'm really hoping this is the uh, blow off match and uh, Damian Priest yeah. to eat the pen. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Hardy's in to eat the pen. Well, if Jeff Hardy Hopefully. eats the pen, this will not be a blow off match. And then we have to get a sit through more of priest and Seamus. And I, I agree with you, Jeremiah. I think it's time for priest to move on. Mm -hmm. So, you know what? I'm going to say priest and I'm going to say he's actually going to dominate this triple threat. Ooh, I like it. So Damien's going to have a great showing here. Yeah. And then he can move on from Seamus, hopefully. All right. Cool. I like yeah. That. And then, uh, for, the next match, we got the uh, SmackDown Women title match. Um, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. Um, Becky Lynch retains. With Becky Lynch back, hopefully it's lasts longer than 26 seconds. Mm -hmm. um, right. Well, Kyle already said he, Becky's winning. Um, do you guys think this match should go last? We'll just uh, break it down from there. Sure. Yes. Yeah, I would love yeah. it. I think it deserves it. It would. It would kind of make up for bianca's uh was it SummerSlam showing SummerSlam, yeah yeah um yeah exactly if if they let this go on last and be a banger it would be amazing and i think that okay i think that becky lynch wins with questionable means to further her heel turn and protect bianca i, I don't think protect this, bianca this time i don't think that this is over with after this match uh, Kyle, why do you think uh, Becky's gonna win? Because she is damn Irish. <laughs> yeah, he's into true. Irish wrestlers. 
<laughs> I love Irish wrestlers. No, um, I mean, we'll find out later that I, I mean, I don't because of, I mean, I do, but I don't think Finn's gonna win. Um, yeah. the because she is there, she's the man, you know. Okay, fair they enough. They need to, they are going if they are smart, they will be building a very long storyline. Between Bianca Belair and Becky, um, and then you know where Becky plays the heel and Bianca is the face. Maybe they could spread it out until Rumble in a couple months. Maybe that would be if they do it if they do it right. Because I don't think it can last a Mania. I think they'll have something else in mind. But Royal Rumble yeah. is kind of big for, and they could have the blow off there maybe. Unless one of them lose and then enter the Royal Rumble. Ooh, yeah. and then win that <laughs> True. happened before um yep. yeah i i'm gonna go with just to be different from you guys um i'm gonna go with uh bel-air oh nice um, i i think the uh they're gonna what they want her to hopefully they still want her to look look strong to mm-hmm. the fans right because that 20 second loss made her took the wind out of her sail like mm-hmm. they spent time since last year royal rumble make all the way up to great. this year SummerSlam, make her look great and then all of a sudden she jobs to uh, becky in 26 seconds mm-hmm. um so i think they'll let her win the belt back but mm. the feud continues got it all right and then the uh raw women title is also on the line we got alexa bliss versus charlotte flair I'll be honest with you guys. I'm not too invested in this match, so I'll just go ahead and give you my choice. I'm going to say Charlotte retains. Um, Jeremiah, what says you? Well, I want to ask you first. Is there a particular reason why you're not invested in this match? I'm over Charlotte Flair. Really? I am. Why? I get this thing. Like, there just seems to really want her to get the 16 titles, and mm. they don't care how they get her there. So mm. they'll have her to win a match, lose a title, pick up the title the next night. Mm-hmm. Just so they can get that 16 uh, world championship reign, mm-hmm. and it's it's just feels forced at this point. Yeah, I'm ki- I'm kind of enjoying her character work right now. Um, I think Charlotte's as good as always. Um, I love Alexa Bliss, but I I am actually getting kind of tired of that gimmick. Like that gimmick belonged to Bray Wyatt. Uh huh. And I kind of like old school Alexa Bliss. You want to bring back the goddess? Yes, I kind of miss that. Um, I don't really like this little doll she's carrying around, you know, the whole playground thing. I just think it's a reminder that Bray Wyatt's no longer there, and I want Alexa to be doing her own thing. Um, but as far as this match goes, I, I agree that Charlotte retains. Um, I think she's doing some of her best work right now. Um, and... Um, even though I would like to see Alexa Bliss win, I think that Charlotte retains. But I'm, right. I'm, the more I'm thinking about that now, the reason I'm getting slow is because I'm kind of rethinking it. I'm wondering if Alexa's going to win. But I would say this is, I'm not confident about this match, but I'll say Charlotte. I'll stick with Charlotte. Okay. Kyle? It's a pay-per-view. Charlotte retains. I was about to say that's been your belief the whole time. Correct good to see that kyle is sticking to his glock i like consistency right, <laughs> well, i mean look i love i love lexi i think she's incredible um 
but it sure. I mean, like statistically, Charlotte wins in paper. Just like I'd be right. Like, you know, I, I I don't I don't have to be invested in the match. Kind of like Song to know that Charlotte's going to retain. <laughs> so uh, I guess I'm not sure if this is the main event or like I said, I it's we, I mean it's the we think the SmackDown. Yeah, but we we just talked about how Becky Lynch and uh, Bianca should probably go last. But uh, so we got Universal Title match. We got uh, the Demon Finn Balor versus uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah, anybody want to jump in? This upsets me. Yeah, so I'll, I'll throw a scenario out there that I'll 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 throw a loop in our predictions, and hopefully it's one that happens so that both Kyle and I can be happy. I don't know how you feel about the song. I'm not excited about the demon losing. Um, and there's a precedence for matches that involve supernatural characters to end with no winner. Like it just get, goes, it's, it's an extreme rules match. I was going to say, how do they do that with an extreme rules match? Though? They just, they wrestle off of the air for some dumb, I, I, I don't know how they do that. But what did they do? What was the outcome? You remember that match between the fiend? Was it the fiend and Reigns, or where? No, it was the fiend and Seth Rollins inside Hell in a Cell, where didn't they do something like that? Where they ended up not even like having a winner or something like that? Or did they just keep on fighting and then like yeah, they cut like, out of the pay per view? It was just like oh, was show's over. Something like that. It was like yeah. no clear winner or something like that. I. If I have to pick a winner, it's Roman Reigns. Yeah. But, but it's going to be so hokey and so overbooked that to protect Finn Balor, I, I cannot possibly see them taking the belt off of Reigns at this point. Not they right now. They better protect Finn Balor. Right. But how do they do that in this, in this case? Just like Kyle said, it's an extreme rules match. So I guess, I guess he just... I, I don't know, man. Do you just rock interference maybe? But then how do you like, like, are you going to do a DQ on an extreme rules match? Cause if you do, you're fucking stupid. Yeah. That, I don't put anything past WWE, but, uh, but, no, maybe, think... but maybe you're right. Brock attacks. Now that you say that it makes sense. Brock attacks and destroys. Oh, that's it. Brock attacks, destroys everything. And neither of them can continue. I mean, that could be it. Uh, or Brock attacks so viciously that it allows Roman to win. That makes sense. That they yeah, have to I do that if they want to protect them. Yeah. Both. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll just say it, guys. Are we all with Roman Reigns uh, retaining, or does anybody think Finn's winning? No, I don't think anybody thinks I mean, look, I fucking love the demon. The demon yeah. is like one of the things that got me back into wrestling. I mm. Finn is incredible, but you guys you know, are—they're not, remember... not gonna let. They're not gonna let Roman Reigns lose mm-hmm. right now. I mean, um, they're just not gonna. And it—it's bugging me because, like, I don't mind if he beats Finn Balor, but bringing up the demon. Mm-hmm should the demon should be treated like the undertaker uh-huh because has he, the demon lost yes on yeah. he has an nxt to samoa joe i think okay if i remember choked him out i think so Don't and what's uh what's a uh, roman reign favorite uh 
submission oh, right now. Oh, that's right. Yeah, could be. That's a protective win. You you knock them yeah. out, you know, so you can't. That's true as well. Or let's go out on a limb. I'm going to go out and make like a prop bet in case we're all tied up. Mm-hmm. What if they WWE pulls off a rare uh, coup and, and does something awesome by bringing Bray back tonight? against the against balor two demon or we never did get the fiend versus the demon after like exactly like got exiled uh finn to nxt we never got that match we think interesting but in the world we live in now where nothing is a secret anymore how did they keep that they they do it from time to time um it's very rare but i've thought of a couple I mean, there's been a couple in recent history that were pretty well protected. Yeah, there's always yeah. been buzz in the air every time something happens. I don't. We, we didn't know. We didn't know Brock was time. coming back. I didn't hear we any did? buzz about. I didn't. I didn't hear any pre, pre SummerSlam buzz about Becky Lynch or uh, Brock coming back. Do you guys remember that? Well, Brock, there was some chatter on Twitter because. Mm-hmm. But Becky was out of left field for sure. But I think mm-hmm. that was more of a response to uh, right. AEW. I don't know. I'm just saying from time to time, if if if, if WWE could keep it under wraps, the they're bringing is, Bray back. That Becky's, cool. Becky's was already a part of the company. So bringing her back is not a big deal to hide, you know? That's not but true. But Bray, Bray is not. And right. you think there'd be rumor about signing and stuff like that. Well, not if he never, I mean, a deal can be worked out. All I'm saying is it's not likely to happen, but what if it did? Be fantastic if it did. (laughs) Exactly. So all three of us is going Roman Reigns on this one. Yep, I think so. All right. And And that's your uh, pay-per-view. That takes us to the end of the pay-per-view and the end of our shows, guys. Um, uh, We'd love to hear from our audience on Facebook. Chime in and let us know. Uh, your thoughts uh, on everything we talked about today. Uh, again, we've had a great time watching this episode of Raw with you. You guys have anything before we say goodnight? No, I think this was a pretty overall good episode. And uh, let's tell general, people our rating systems again. Kyle, yeah, I, what's I, the show? Uh, it's A through F. A through F. And Jeremiah, how are you rating it? I thought uh, uh, a three out of five. Oh yeah, it's a B. It's a B. It was what I meant. A B, solid B. <laughs> three out of five and stars. I got three, and I got six point five out of a ten point scale. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, you guys have a great evening. I hope you guys enjoy Extreme Rules, and we will see you next week for our WrestleMania Eight review with the guys from yeah. Wrestling Talks and Thoughts. Till next time. Peace. Bye. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now we want to hear from you. You can hit us up at pinthechamppodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at pinthechamp123. And our Google Voice number is 804-446-1139. We can't wait to hear from you.